Blog Talk Radio. Another episode of Block for joining us for another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host Five Smooth Stones. I uh, just want to um, let everybody know that tonight we are going to have a great time talking about Louis Farrakhan. I just kind of felt uh, the impression to get a little homage to Farrakhan since he's one of my mentors or whatever you want to call it. Just one of the persons I've always looked up to. So. Tonight, folks, we definitely, definitely going to hear from Louis Farrakhan via an audio clip. No, I don't have Louis Farrakhan in the studio. But uh, we're going to listen to some very crispy, crystal clear uh, audio clips uh, that I found that is just profound. I mean, just profound. And we'll just play a clip and then we'll comment, talk, you know, do our thing, and then we'll play another clip. There's actually six clips tonight. Each clip is about 10 minutes, so it should be very interesting to hear what y'all have to say between clips. So anyway, uh, I just want to thank everybody again for stopping by tonight, supporting Blog Talk Radio uh, by way of supporting our, our our show, I should say, supporting Five Smooth Stones. And um, I'm Brother Seth, if I didn't already say that. Um, so tonight, Louis Farrakhan, the one and only, and I don't know why I haven't done a show by him sooner because... I really admire Farrakhan. I think he is the strongest voice for black struggle in the United States. I think nobody seems to speak with the type of courage and the accuracy of our feelings, our emotions, and our uh, spirit as Louis Farrakhan. No, I'm not a Muslim, uh, but I guess in some ways I am because they say a Muslim means follower of the Most High. And I'm definitely a follower of the Most High, or I try to be. So anyway, folks, uh, I'm not going to waste a lot of time tonight because we have six clips to play. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. And I just want to say before we jump right into it that uh, we do still have the website up, www.5.com. F I V E five smooth stones dot webs dot com again five F I V E smooth S M O O T H stones S T O N E S five smooth stones dot webs W E B S dot com that is the website for five smooth stones go there. Join up. I think we'll only ask you for your uh, screen name or something like that and your email address. This is our website. I'm not talking about joining Blog Talk right now. I'm talking about our website. We have our own website. It's It's been up for a minute. Uh, but go there and just check out the different clips that we have, audio presentations, pictorial presentation, 
and et cetera, et cetera. And let me know what y'all think. Also, follow this show. Follow Five Smooth Stones on Blog Talk. You can get reminders sent to your cell phone as well as reminders sent to your email address. Please do that. That is the only thing we ask if you really enjoy the show tonight. So, um, definitely, definitely going to do this tonight, and I'm excited about um, this 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 uh, presentation tonight. I've been it's been a while. Every once in a while, I have to listen to uh, Louis Farrakhan just to get. I think he. He encourages me in a profound way. Let me tell you what I mean. Let me share that a little bit, what I mean by that. What I what I do, and it's not just me. I know other friends who do the exact same thing. Whenever we feel like we're getting weak, weak or discouraged or overwhelmed by what's going on or feel like, you know, we don't have that lion roar that we used to have, we'll listen to a lion, a real lion, uh, Louis Farrakhan. In my opinion, and he again, what he shares, what he he does, what he do very well, and that is awake America to the pain and to the suffering of our people with solutions. And his solution is always the same: submit to the Most High, whom he call Allah. We call Yahweh or Yah or Jah or all the various names that we call the Most High. So anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Wait any I'm going to jump right into it Because again we got six clips So here's clip number one With the one and only The one and only Louis Farrakhan Okay and uh, by the way Before I put the clip on Please know that you can go check out um, The Nation of Islam online A lot of people don't know if they have a website Which I don't know why not Because I mean, everybody got a website But Farrakhan I have a really nice website It's at www.noi N-O-I, which stands for Nation of Islam, dot org. All right? Here's Louis Farrakhan talking about the New World Order, talking about the uh, Federal Reserve, talking about international banking, talking about the IRS, talking about you, talking about me, talking about black families, white families, those that say they're Jews and are not, everything. Here we go. In Europe... A man by the name of Rothschild, <clears throat> who claimed to be Jewish, made this statement. He really didn't care who was king or ruler as long as he controlled the finance. Rothschild had five sons, and he sent those sons into different parts of Europe. Yes, sir. Yes. He sent one son to England, one to France, one to Italy, one to Austria, and one stayed at home with the father in uh, Germany. And they all became a part of the house of Rothschild, but through manipulation of money, the son in England grew up, and, and, and that became the Bank of England, the Bank of France, the Bank of Italy, the Bank of Austria, the Bank of Germany. These were central banks that printed the money of these nations that now were in the hands of a family. Come on that had spread out 
with not the intention of doing good, right. but the intention to become manipulators and controllers of the destiny of the world and nation. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Europe had many conflicts. Yes. Yes. And the Rothschilds would finance both sides. That's right. Yes, man. Right. What you don't understand is that war is a manipulation of money. Right. You think you're fighting for democracy. No. A war to end all wars. Let peace reign in the earth. This is the tricky language that the wise and wicked use to trap the poor and the weak. Are you listening? Come on. The house of Rothschild became so strong that even when America was established, they kept through their agents in America trying to control Central Bank. It hurt to read of the Civil War. People in the South didn't want nobody freeing the slave. That's right. That's right. I was not evil when I said that seventy-five percent of Jews own slaves. I didn't say it. You all wrote it in your history. Now wait, if you own slaves and they were the bedrock of your wealth, you did not want America free. Many were at the root of the Confederacy and the Confederate flag yesterday as well as today. Abraham Lincoln was interfering with something bigger Come on. than just peace and war. Rothschild, through his agents in America, financed the North and financed the South. Come on. And more lives were lost of poor people who are idealists. Thinking that they're fighting for these noble principles. And all at the same time, you're making the rich richer, but they're enriched at the price of your blood and the blood of your children and the blood of your children's children. Go ahead. See, brothers and sisters, look. There are many people in the country that know this. Come on. Yes, sir. But they don't have the voice of the poor. What makes it so dangerous for me to know it and even say it is because I have the voice and the ear of poor people. Come on. And once you know the truth, it's very difficult for you to go back into your sleep. 
So naturally, to say these things, it puts the spokesperson at great risk. Because America has been built on your backs, and if any truth comes to remove you, that's like somebody creating an earthquake. You see a beautiful building, but when the earth under it shakes, the walls come down, the ceilings come down. So that's why you have never been allowed a leader that could stay with you to speak to the masses of black people. Every time you had a leader that could speak to the masses, he was cut down. And he's cut down because the country is built on the backs of poor, poor white, poor black, poor Jews. Come on. Look, brothers and sisters, in 1922, I'm sorry, in 1912, on December the 22nd, The Central Bank of America was taken over by certain families. The Federal Reserve that prints the money is not owned by the government. Inside the government, betrayal went down and under the presidency of Woodrow Wilson who was elected in 1912 the Federal Reserve System was established in 1913 he came in in 12 Federal Reserve became an act of law in 1913, and in the same year, 1913, IRS was established. FBI was established. And the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith was established. And it's not an accident that these four entities were set up in the same year, and I'll tell you why. It ain't no use in you getting frightened. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I'm doing the talking. So all you can say is, I happen to be there. Lord, I'm sorry I went. But after you know the truth, it's on you. Now, all of this is not revelation. You can find this in your library. I want you college students to go and study this because all your knowledge of economics and finance is worthless if you don't know the root of this thing. Well, that was part one. And like I said earlier, I love this brother. I love this brother. He has always, always, always dropping the signs. Louis Farrakhan, out of all the all the people that speak out here, the black folks, to me, have the top vote 
Even though I'm not a Muslim, I just recognize truth when I see it. This brother always bring it. Here is uh, part two. Part two is coming up. I just want to say to everybody in the chat room, if you have questions or comments, please be, please feel free to just type away, and I'll try to get to your question or comment. These clips are about ten minutes long, so we'll do ten minutes. Stop and chat. Conversate. Anybody have any questions? We'll address those. Otherwise, uh, we'll just uh, we get no questions or comments. We'll go on to the next clip. But um, just want to say to everybody on the phone lines. Also, if you have any questions or comments, don't forget to press one on the phone lines. So on the phone lines, you got to press one on the in the chat room. You must. You must uh, go ahead and just type your question. Put a question mark before your question so I can count. Look throughout the chat room for just question marks. After a while, we'll get lots of people chatting, hopefully, if that's the case. And I don't want to um, um, miss uh, miss any questions. This is clip number two. Whatever you do, don't run, don't miss out clip number four. Clip number four, this man goes crazy, I think. It was the best clip to me. But all of them are, are, are full of information. You know how Farrakhan is. He's going to give you emotions and he's going to give you the facts. Here he is. If there is, if there is any questions or comments, let me look real quick. Make sure there's no questions or comments. We'll go on to clip number two. All right? And so let's go ahead and go to clip number two. Did you know that at 1912, when Woodrow Wilson was elected, The debt of America was about a billion, a billion dollars. When Woodrow Wilson left office in 1920, the debt had risen 800 times what it was when he came into office. How did that happen? Now, you say, well, how does this impact on you in 1995? Can you hold on a few more minutes? Look, brothers and sisters, in 1912, Woodrow Wilson was elected. 1913... IRS is established. Why was the Internal Revenue established? Because those who took control of the money knew that they were going to increase the debt of the country. And they had to have a way to recoup the debt. So the revenue was supposed to be a graduated income tax. This is the way it was put before Congress, which, by the way, a graduated income tax is the second plank in the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. And what, when you hear the Republicans talking about taking back government and, uh, 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 and giving it back to the people, it's because the government was moving the country on a socialist trend. Oh, man. Look. 
thing is deep. Look. Woodrow Wilson comes in and he's going to keep America out of the war. The war started in 1914. Is that right? Yes, sir. Come on. Woodrow Wilson's second term is in 1916. Come on. He's keeping America out of the war. This is the way they talk when it's time to get elected. But the big boys behind the door, they knew that the only way to increase the debt was to somehow get America involved in the war that was raging in 1914. So through the manipulation of an incident with a ship called the Lusitania, America declared war on Germany. And in 1917, the American soldiers went to war in Europe. And in order to fight the war, America had to borrow money. So who do you borrow money from? From those who print the treasury bonds. Then they put interest on what America borrows. So the poor people are taxed <laughs> to pay the interest. Moreover, 1918, Woodrow Wilson leaves office in 1920, and America that was one billion in debt when he came in is now eight billion in debt, 800 times. Come on. What it was. And the interest the American people are paying. It was the war to end all wars. And in that war, many of our black brethren were arguing and fighting because they wanted to fight for America. This great country. Not knowing that the whole thing was manipulated by a handful of wicked men. J.P. Morgan, the Rockefellers, Loeb and Kuhn, and Schiff, and the Warburgs, and the Rothschilds. These are Anglo-Saxons and Jews, because it don't make no difference when you get to a certain level. We don't see ethnicity, we see money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, World War I is gone. Follow me. Yes, sir. Now, here we are. Hitler rises. Here we go. Hitler's trying to get back what was taken from him. Come on. And the Kaiser and Germany after World War I. Come on. Hitler starts moving in Europe. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Where are you going, Hitler? Hitler sees himself as some kind of messiah. 
Then guess who financed him? See, this is what they don't want to talk about. But Warburg and Rothschild, these are Jews. And some in America financed Hitler. Come on. Come on. Warburg, a Jew, can travel in Europe at the height of the war, sleep in fine hotels while Jews are being burned in ovens. Now, will the real anti Semites stand up? Many young Jews don't know nothing about this. They're made to see Farrakhan as the enemy. Farrakhan is not your enemy. Your people are using me to get money from you. Oh, I'm going to expose them all tonight. They say the FBI was set up to catch criminals. Well, that's true. But the FBI is a criminal organization. Oh, Farrakhan, how could you say a thing like that? In Shade Old Springfield. It's the best place to say things like this. In state old Springfield. The FBI has been a criminal organization. Come on. They don't care nothing about law. They break the law to get at every black leader or white leader. Anybody who can disrupt, destabilize, excite the poor under the name communism, under the name of any kind of thing they can think of, they come after you. Listen good now. You know the FBI's history. Where we are concerned. Was Mark Clark and Fred Hampton Criminals? They were members of the Panther Party. Was Marcus Garvey a criminal? Was Noble Jew Ali a criminal? Was W.E.B. Du Bois a criminal? Was Paul Robeson a criminal? Was Martin Luther King a criminal? Well, damn it, how could you have street names? For Martin Luther King Jr. Come on, come on. And you hypocrites line up on the 16th and you take ads out in the paper to celebrate the memory of a man that the FBI bugged his hotel. Whacked against him night and day. Tell me I'm lying. 
the king. What is the real truth of his assassination? They hated Malcolm. And they hated Elijah Muhammad. And they hated the NAACP and the Urban League. And they worked night and day to destabilize every black organization. Now, tell me I'm a liar. Tell me I'm a liar. Folks, I just love this man. I love this man because he stands for truth. What do y'all think of him? What do y'all think of him? I don't. I can sit here and listen to the flip and not stop one time, but I want a dialogue if y'all want a dialogue. But for real, for real, sometimes this is what I do. When I get a little, you know, like I'm not being sharp enough or, or, or bold enough, I listen to brothers like that. This is one of the strongest strongest voices for so-called African-Americans out there. No, I don't believe every single thing Farrakhan believes, and I know you probably don't either. But you can't deny this man stand up, speaks out, and says things that could possibly get him killed. One one more little thing, we're going to go ahead and listen to uh, clip number three. I remember a long time ago when I first started hearing, uh, first of all, my mother the way she taught us about Islam, because she didn't know a lot of people didn't know who was all. Everybody was like scared of them when they was, you know, in the younger time, in the younger days back in Elijah Muhammad. The church just had everybody scared of them. And uh, I remember one time trying to listen to Farrakhan and this this friend of mine. She said to me, "How can you listen to a man that don't have enough sense to accept Christ as his savior?" How can you sit there and listen to this man? No, I said that. My bad. I'm, y'all have to excuse me. I'm trying to upload cue number three, and uh, I, I, I apologize. I said that to her. I said to her, how can you listen to a man that don't have the wherewithal to get saved? He don't have the, the spiritual insight to accept the Messiah. How? Her name was Rosalind. I'm going to put her on the spot. I say, how do you listen to him? How do you do it, Rosalind, friend of mine? And I remember she said something to me that was profound. She said, I have a degree. That degree affords me the ability to make, I'm not going to say what she said, but quite a bit of money. Believe me, it was back then for sure. And... uh she says, uh, I'm doing very well, and it's all because of this degree that I got. You know, of course, and, you know, the degree afforded her a good job, and then a good job afforded her her lifestyle. And she said, all because of this degree do I have all these things. Yet, she said, these people that taught me and that awarded me this degree, uh, this degree, I know for a fact a lot of them couldn't stand me. A lot of them hate black people. They're not necessarily teaching me. They're teaching others. I just happen to be in the class to get the degree as well as these, some of my white counterparts. There's no hatred on white people. And she began to talk about how these people hated her that gave her that degree. And she said, here is this man, Louis Farrakhan, out here have to walk around with bodyguards every day of his life hated by 
certain, you know, elite people and non-elite. But he's always speaking up for our people. And you telling me I can't listen to him. She was basically saying, I listen to people who don't like me. Some of them are even atheists. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in nothing. I'm educated by them. I'm an educated woman because of them. I make my living because of them. I live in this wonderful house and drive this big fine car because of them. Plenty of money in the bank because of them. And I can't listen to a man that's life is threatened every day because he's standing up for black people. That did it for me. That did it for me. That woke me up. That woke me up. And ever since then, I've been listening to Farrakhan. Here's clip number three. Check it out, folks. Again, if you're on the phone lines, you have a question or comment, yay or nay, or against, let me know. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and, and, and chat. I mean, type your questions. Welcome, uh, Moot Magazine, or whoever that is. I think that's I said that. Yeah, Moot, uh, Moot Magazine. And all of the guests in the chat room, you know, the guests can't chat. So if y'all want to say something, you have to go and register, and then you can join in. Okay? So check this out. This is Louis Farrakhan, Part 3. And by the way, those of you in the chat room, just to make sure, uh, uh, Mood, if you just read the show's uh, description, it will give you the, uh, basically we'll listen to Farrakhan expose the New World Order. Here's clip number three to give you an idea of Mood or what we're talking about. Again, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and type in the chat room. Otherwise, if you're on the phone lines, press 1. We're very serious tonight. Trying to understand this new world order, what does it mean to us and our family? Check it out. Tell me I'm a liar. A little deeper. Yes, sir. Just bear with me a few more minutes. Come on. It gets a little hot. It gets a little hot. You know, just span yourself. It'll cool down. Everything's going right. to be all right. Don't, don't, don't be frightened for me. Don't even let the thought enter your heart to be frightened for me. You need to be frightened for yourself. Because when they're this wicked, and you don't even know it, and I want to tell you wars that they contrived, and you lost your loved ones, and I lost mine, over something that really wasn't anything at all. Let me tell you, World War II jumps up. Hitler was moving in Germany. Come on. Do you know what manipulation was being done economically? to strangle Japan? You don't know. All you know is Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. That's right. So they did. They really did. But what would make a little nation like Japan attack a big giant like America? You ain't never thought about that. If you see a flea jump on an elephant, you got to ask yourself, is the flea crazy? Or did the elephant excite the flea? <laughs> when they jumped on America, Franklin Delano Roosevelt 
who was considered a great savior, who introduced the, the WPA and, and the CCC and all these social programs that helped a lot of us out. I ain't lying. I, I, I have to say, as a, as a child of welfare, that I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the welfare that my mother received. My father wasn't there for me, but government was. I can't attack that. My mother was an honorable woman. She worked as well as took welfare. Come on. <laughs> and when the welfare lady came to our house, you know, these, these people come around and look and see what you got. My mom's house was spotless, clean, and she had nice furniture. And the woman wondered how my mother could live like this on welfare. My mother took the woman in her dining room in a little nook and showed her her power sewing machine and said, I take in sewing and I clean all you floors. I wash all your pots, and I cook all your food. They used to call me Jean in those days. She said, Jean and Alvin, get your violin and get to the piano and play for the lady. <laughs> well, <clears throat> when I took my violin and my brother the piano and I played for the lady, <laughs> the lady said she understood that my mother wanted to make something of her children. I graduated high school at 16, and the day I graduated, a check came. And my mother took the check back to the welfare people and told them, thank you for getting me this far. I think we can take it the rest of the way. I'll deal with welfare reform as we close, but brothers and sisters, did you know that we got into World War II on a fluke. And we lost lives. And the debt grew because we had to borrow money. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. After the Second World War was over, Japan was conquered. Japan 
uh, Germany destroyed, fascism in Italy down. But what happened? Little did you know that right out of America and England, Come on. Trotsky and Lenin yeah. were financed. Mm. And Trotsky and Lenin went back to Russia and started the Bolshevik Revolution with money from the same international bankers. Listen. Now when the war with Germany and Japan and Italy was over, all of a sudden the Red Army, communism became the next threat. This is how the international bankers keep those kings and rulers that they lend money to honest, they always have, after every war, a balance of power in the region. And they finance both sides. That's right. Now check out. The international bankers finance the communists. Communists develop some technology, a beautiful new tank that can do this and that. Somebody comes before the Appropriations Committee in Washington, we need a better tank. Uh, we're going to appropriate so much and so much money. You didn't never ask, well, where the money coming from? Come on. They borrow more and more and more. Reagan, when Reagan came into office, America was the leading creditor nation. And in eight years, this man leaves office, and America is the leading debtor nation. How did all of that happen? You don't understand, huh? He comes up with Star Wars. We're going out in space. We're going to fight it. And the poor American people say, Oh, Lord, they, they, they got these rockets. Oh, we need, we need some more rockets. So they got rockets. The international bankers financing <laughs> the communists. Then we got to get more rockets. They got nuclear weapons. We got to have them. They put a man in space. We got to put two. They put four. We got to put eight. And where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? It ain't got nothing to do with welfare. Your little stuff that you get is a piddling compared to what government has wasted of the taxpayers' money in weapons of war. Trillions of dollars spent. <coughs> on weapons and after the Soviet Union collapsed first thing they talk about is well let's go and destroy you know these nuclear weapons we, there's a proliferation now all the money that you put into these big bombs yeah. Your money. Come on. 
you living under a bridge. Your money. You eating dog food. Come on. Your money. Yeah. They've been taken from you ever since you what? In Social Security. Now they're eating away your Social Security benefits. Don't touch Social Security. They've already raped her. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? I tell you, man, this fast, every time I listen to this, this, I, this is the second time I listen to this clip, and I tell you, every time I learn something, every time, every time, most of this I'm up on, you know, uh, for the whole new world order agenda, you know, the stuff that's prophesied in the scriptures that it will come. And all it is is a fake kingdom of Yahweh, or kingdom of God. That's all it is. It's a fake kingdom trying to do war with the real kingdom that's coming. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but the world, the earth, is becoming more and more of this kingdom that is coming. People just recognizing that the Bible is correct, or that it, 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 some people have issues with the Bible, but they don't really have issues with the, what the Bible is trying to teach. So we're all becoming more and more and more like the scriptures to me. Okay, whether or not you believe in the scriptures or not, you agree that I should not kill, don't you? Yes, no, you believe that I should not. All these things, Ten Commandments, all of the commandments, humanity agree with that. So humanity is coming more and more. They're seeing that, it, that, that while you can do this, that, and the other, you might have pleasure in sin like I did to show homosexuality. You may have pleasure. That may be something some of y'all struggle with, but you do recognize that it's wrong just based upon a lot of things we talked about in this show. So what Farrakhan is talking about tonight, he is talking about and he's addressing the new world order, this new powerful agenda. But y'all got to understand, if you don't already understand, that everything on the earth realms comes from the spiritual realm, every idea, every thought, every concept. As a matter of fact, look around you right now. Everything you can see with your eye was once a thought. That goes to show you how small the natural realm is. Everything you can see right now, look around. Anything you can see, taste, touch, and smell was a thought. It all has an expiration date. It will perish. But the kingdom of the Most High that these these wicked people he's talking about is trying to be like, this, these folks, my goodness, these folks is trying to actually do war against the Most High Himself. Satan is really behind everything that Farrakhan was just talking about. All of these wars being planned, these people trying to make the world small, they can manipulate it, trying to take over the money, trying to defame the uh, 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 demise the dollar. All of this, everything we do on this show, especially on Thursday nights, all we're talking about in one statement is the new world order. What does all this mean? Why is the Rothschilds doing what they do? Why is the secret societies? Why do they have these secrets? They have these secrets because they want people to know what they're doing because if everybody knew what they was doing, everybody would shut them down. So as long as there's a secret, they keep everything in the hush-hush. But what is the secrets they're keeping? The secrets they're keeping is nothing more than what the scriptures have already declared is going to happen. 
They don't want the world to know. They don't want the world to believe it. They want the world to be uh, preoccupied with getting high, getting drunk, sex, sports, all those things that the book, the protocols of the learned elder design, all those things are distractions in that book. This is what they use to distract mankind as they try to set up this new kingdom where they rule. But they have no idea that they're being controlled by something called Satan. Satan has a beef with the Most High. Satan and other millions of fallen angels that don't have a body is working on our earth. They have an agenda. They are just as real as I am holding this phone to my mouth talking to you. If you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. You're just not in the war. You're, just, you're not a good soldier if you don't know your enemy. We are not fighting against these mortal men. We're fighting, as Ephesians 5 talks about, uh, if I got that right there, Ephesians 4 or 5, read both. Uh, my mind is uh, rusty, but it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The war is not with people. The war is not with people. The war is with fallen angels. There are fallen angels, spirits with no bodies, and then there's good angels, spirits with no bodies. These are fighting, and they occupy men. They possess men. They control men, and men start setting up agendas thinking that they and their children is going to benefit when in reality, in the end, Satan don't want them either. Satan don't give a flute about the Rothschilds. He's using them. They're thinking they're building their kingdom, but in the end, they're building a kingdom of Satan. They're building a kingdom of Satan. In the end, they will have built a perfect kingdom for Satan. But that kingdom is going to fall. The Bible does say that that kingdom is going to be established. The kingdom is going to be established. It's going to be, it, it already is. Look around. These people ain't no joke. The one world, the new world order, the one world government, there is nothing that can do war with them. There is nothing and nobody that can stop these folks. I'm going to play number three. I think I, I want to make sure I got the right one here. I think this is number three. But check this out, and then we'll talk about it, okay, folks? Anyway, those of you in the chat room, I guess y'all are listening. You're saying nobody has left, and uh, other than the one guy asking a dumb question. But uh, tell me what y'all think. This is part three, Farrakhan, letting us have it about the New World Order and their agenda, how it affects you and I. Here we go. Tell me I'm a liar. I think I have this play that I want to make sure I don't play it twice. Y'all got to tell me if I play it twice. Because, uh, hold on one second. I'm enjoying it. Every time I hear this, brother, I just get blessed. I know a lot of y'all don't like Farrakhan, but the truth of the matter is there isn't a voice as strong as he is for the struggle of African Americans than this brother. Hold on. Did you know? Okay, hold on. All right, I think we played it. All right, here comes clip number four. This is the final clip. Like Malcolm said, she been took. She been had. She been bamboozled. They got your money and gone. And they're betting that you are not going to even live to collect Social Security because now they're talking about raising the age limit. That's right. To 70 years. Boy, this thing is 
trick knowledge. Yes, <laughs> now, we out of World War II in more debt. Communism up. More debt. China coming now. Oh, Lord, a billion of them over there. And they got an atomic weapon. Oh, man. More and more weapons in America. More and more taxpayers' money eaten up. Meanwhile, the roads are corroding. The bridges are falling down. The schools are not getting adequate care. I mean, look at your country. Look at yourself. Look at it. Well, the communists are moving in Asia. Oh, my God. They're taking over Southeast Asia. You guys? <laughs> the French got whipped in Vietnam. Come on. And then, then few. Just a few got out. Alive. Ah, America said. That's good. That's good. Jack Kennedy's in office. Jack Kennedy wants to come out of Vietnam. Come on. Jack Kennedy talking about printing money. Come on. Jack Kennedy dead. If he comes out of Vietnam, the bankers don't get the money. Come on, boys. Uncle Sam wants you. Come on, boys. Communism is taking over the world, boys. And the same bankers financed it. Come on. Keep it going. But now you got to die. Poor white, poor black. Poor Jew, poor Gentile, poor Native American. Come on to Korea. Come on to Vietnam. Oh, they give you a purple heart. They'll even drape a flag over your dead body. Fire a 21 gun salute and tell you how a grateful nation. And all the time, you died for nothing. You died to enrich the wickedly wise blood suckers of the poor. That's right. This is this is why. Yeah. They yeah. fear truth. That's right. That's right. I mean, it makes you angry, don't it? Yeah. Think about your uncles. Think about your fathers. Think about your cousins. Think about your people, white and black, who died thinking they're fighting for democracy. Look, look, look. That ain't the half of it. Lyndon Johnson tricked the American people into the war 
in Vietnam on another line on the, what is called the Tonkin Gulf Revolution. We were in the war. Jack Kennedy trying to get us out. He ain't gonna have that. He's popped. Go ahead. That's right. Yes, sir. Now, LBJ is his vice president. Well, he's cool because he's our man. Because he's going to increase and widen the wall. Look at this thing. Bust it up. Bust it up. So he steps in and it ain't no accident. Come on, do it. Go ahead. Bust it up. He steps in. And the Tonkin Gulf Resolution, which is a trick. Wesley Westmoreland, we can't let him down. 500,000 American troops sent to Vietnam. Do you know how much money it takes to move 500,000 troops 9,000 miles away? Do you know how much ordnance, weapons, ammunition has to be there? Come on! How much business is cranked up just at the thought of supporting 500,000 of our fighting men? How many factories waxed rich, developing airplanes and tanks to fight in Vietnam? And do you know? Come on! That when the Viet Cong came down on Saigon, they left billions of dollars in equipment and gold and money behind running for their lives. And some of our family came back. Don't panic. Because they were never trained to fight people like the Viet Cong. People live underground. Just crawl into a hole and got got little work, almost like little towns under the ground. You bombing them and bombing them and bombing them and you swear they gotta be dead. And they crawl up out the ground and tear your backside up. <laughs> they booby trap. I mean, you can't imagine the hell and the horror that your children went through in Vietnam. And because the American public getting more and more enlightened stood against the war. And here comes our brother. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, sir. Yes. As long as Martin Luther King Jr. was trying to integrate a toilet Come on. or a coffee stand or a hotel or a motel, he was a good nigger. Oh, yes, that Martin Luther King Jr. is just a wonderful man. What is he saying now? That we should come out of Vietnam? Uh-oh. Come on. Wait, he's kidding. He's meddling. Come on. Niggas are not supposed to talk about international affairs. Right. Stick to the Negro stuff. Yeah. Don't dabble in international 
affairs and geopolitics. The FBI went to work. Yes, they did. Go ahead. The FBI tried to get the Pope not to recognize him. Come on. Tried to get the Nobel Peace Commission not to give him the medal. They bugged this hotel and sent a tape of what they bugged to his wife. Come on. Yes, sir. These are the bastards that stay there for democracy. These are the illegitimate reptiles of American society. It's all right for you to have a king holiday today because there's no more king. You don't even know what the hell Dr. King stood for. I have a dream. When the hell did he have a dream and when did he wake up to reality? They killed him because he was in Big business, big money. He's dead. Bobby's dead. Jack is dead. Anybody that interferes with their global ambition. But I'll be damned if you're going to kill me. Everything you see is a thought. 
If you subtracted everything in the world right now that was not a thought or a concept, you'd fall from your house or apartment or wherever you live onto dirt. And the Bible even declared that that was spoken. So I'm saying the earth is nothing. It's, 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 it's all this talk about cars and money and power and people feeling this and that, feeling puffed up when they got a little sum and feeling bad when they don't. All of that is just a myth. All of that is just foolishness. We are spirits. We have always been spirits, and that's why these carnal things cannot sustain our true, true, deep, 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 deep desire, I mean our deep uh, cravings. This is why man worked forever. This is why we constantly, constantly look for ways to um, to, to satisfy this, 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 this need we have inside of us. We are spirits all day long. We are spirits. I love Louis Farrakhan. I love that brother. I still say there is not a person on the planet that articulates the pain of black people like Louis Farrakhan. And I know a lot of times white people just, he scares them. But he scares them because they don't, they don't open up to other people outside of their own opinion. But people all over the world, they love people like Garvey. They love people like Louis Farrakhan. If you really listen to Louis Farrakhan, he talks about poor whites. It's, 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 you don't talk about it as much as you talk about black people, but he talks about poor whites being victims, being taken advantage of. He talks about just now, earlier, you talk about the American people being taken for fools. If you really listen, Talks about turning to the Most High or turning to Allah to be blessed. He he'll even say Allah that much. He says God. So I'm just saying, if people really listen, they won't hear the hate that they think they they hearing all the time. That's what really bothers me. They always want to write the man off. Then you got other black folks that just don't like him for all kind of reasons. We always cutting each other down for all these dumb reasons. And uh, of course, you know, letting these. Wicked people just go scot free without saying anything about them. So, anyway, what do y'all have to say about Louis Farrakhan and what you've heard? I mean, I just thought you did a brilliant uh, presentation of uh, the New World Order, what their plans are. I know he kind of got a little bit off that, but it still was all relevant. There is uh, a group of men that are aspiring, and they really are doing it, a good job at it. Take, I shouldn't say a good job. They are aspiring to take over the world, they're aspiring to take over the banking, cause the uh, international banking, uh, and they're doing it. Um, so, I mean, I know people get tired about the New World Order, New World Order, but I thought this, these four clips really break down, and I may, it may later on here play some more, but I just wanted to just share a little bit before I do, and I really want to get y'all involved. Um, uh, with with their, what Farrakhan was saying, uh, we got a question or a comment. I'm going to go ahead and take this question or comment. They just popped up. I'm always concerned. Well, let's see before I say anything. Seven seven three three two zero. Go ahead, you on the air. What is your question or comment? My comment is is that Louis Farrakhan needs to retire. Okay. All right. Why do you say he needs to retire? Well, he, he's been. Uh, Preaching the same rhetoric for years uh, about certain things. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's take it. Let's take. Let's take what you're saying real slow. Okay, what are you calling rhetoric? 
rhetoric is when you you're preaching to people and you're not trying to solve the problems for people in an area such as Chicago that is riddled with gang violence. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Because I, I, I value what you're saying, and I want to make sure I understand. So I'm, I'm a little slow sometimes. I like to take things a little at a time. Now, name some things you said that you call rhetoric. Okay, he mentioned, let's just talk about one thing he said. The whole, all four videos have been talking about this new world order. These group of men in Europe that have been trying to take over the banking industry. Do you agree with that, yes or no? What is this going to do to help black folks out of their condition? Black folks well, hold, on, been, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. I mean, I'm a, you, you uh, know what, you got the mic. You got, I, I know I'm cutting you off. Hold on, I know I'm cutting you off, but I promise you'll get to talk. I'm not going to, you can, you can share as much as you like. Because I, I just don't like when people say a whole lot of things and then we forget what they said first. So let's take everything one at a time. Now, it is it. There are all kind of people on talk shows uh, going around the world speaking, getting paid lots of money, a lot more than he gets because he only speaks to black folks. And I know for a fact a lot of times black folks don't pay that well. But there's people talk about banking industries. They talk about all kind of things going on, the, the, the Alex Jones, all types of people exposing this, exposing that, and they get paid good money. Nobody comes and say to Alex Jones, hey, man, you know, the United States, which is predominantly white, has this problem. Why can't you ain't talking about that? Or the United States have poverty. I mean, you ain't talking about that. Or the United States have unemployment. Why are you, Alex Jones, right here looking for care? coffins on the side of the freeway saying that there's about to be a giant bloodbath? I mean, why, why, does, why, why do you have beef with Louis Farrakhan talking about something that's very real? Even, even well, Kennedy and Clinton. Kennedy and Clinton. My question. I understand you keep cutting me off in your show. What has Louis Farrakhan done to improve uh, the black communities. Just in Chicago, we're having community sitters when she does his uh, uh, his Savor Day and people donate or whatever to his coffers. Why hasn't he took some of that money and created uh, centers uh, and tried to better the neighborhoods in Chicago, just like how Corey Brooks has and sat on that motel for 30 uh, 90 days. Well, well hold on. Let, let's you, talk about that. To change the community. Why okay, let's talk about that. But hold on a second. Why you think it's so, fair? Uh, so why is he so worried about other people that does not even concern black America? Why is he not com- uh, contributing to help black people out of their condition? Let's, okay, hear me out, my brother. This is. I used to say the very same thing. One day I thought about something. You got black people, and why do we look at the Jesse Jackson, Louis Farrakhan's, the uh, anybody that's got a big name? We kind of pick on them. We say, well, why don't they save us? Kind of like Israel used to do. They're always looking for a king to come and save them. To me, I like what I told you what Louis Farrakhan have done for me. Let me just share my little testimony. I saw this to the brother about 20 years ago. I had a friend of mine to tell me not to listen to me. He ain't got enough sense to accept Messiah. I, no, excuse me. I, I said, keep saying that wrong. I told a friend of mine, I said, why are you listening to Farrakhan? 
if he don't have enough sense to accept the Messiah, then he can't tell you nothing. And she said, you're right. And at first she put it down. And then she came back about a week later and said, you know, I've been thinking about what you said. And she said, here I am, an educated person. I'm living very well in a very exclusive area here in Texas. And all of my education was given me by atheists and people that I know for a fact, some of them, some of them hated black people or hated black causes. But yet I'm a product of what they taught me and all of that hatred and no belief in God. And here's a man that walk around with bodyguards and is constantly being threatened. And you're telling me not to listen to him. Listen to what I'm saying, my brother. All I'm saying is we take our leader no, and we – Now, hear me out. Hear me out because I, 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 I promise you. Let me just get this out. All I'm saying is, is I hear what you're saying, but you can't deny that the man have not energized lots of people like myself to go and dig and find out what is going on. And through us finding out what's going on, some of us have went into the community and done stuff. A leader don't have to always go into the community and grab a bag and just say, hi, I'm here. They do that sometimes, but they're not required to do that. They're required to energize a nation. Louis Farrakhan have generated so many activists, it ain't funny. It's almost it's almost crazy what you're saying. He you don't so, have to always so go. Listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. So Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hold on. I promise I'm gonna give you the mic. I, I know I'm a little bit windy, and that's not fair. So when I get down here, I promise I'll give you the mic. But what I'm saying, my brother, it's not fair what you're saying. We don't do white people like you doing white. You, we don't do white people like you doing fair code. You don't see white people going talking to their leaders. They don't even have leaders. They just all just do it. Or try to do well, stuff well, for us. So, so all I'm saying, Farrakhan all I'm saying, is is you don't see. You, you may hear a white person say the president should do this or the president should do that, but you don't hear black folk are always talking about Jesse and Farrakhan and Malcolm when he was living, Elijah Muhammad. Why come they don't do this? Why come they don't do that? It's up to you to get out there and do this, that, and the other. Now I agree if Farrakhan gets millions and millions and millions so of dollars. So Farrakhan is a hustler. He's a hustler. He hustles his people. To so they can keep following him. So I, I, to keep following him and continue to contribute to his nation of Islam. But the cities of Chicago and urban areas are looking like war zones. Why isn't my he, brother? My brother, well, well, you well, need well, to go well, with him. Well, well, have followers. Why? But listen, but listen. Think about what you're saying. Think about what you're saying for a second. In the city of Chicago. <laughs> On the south side of Chicago. My brother, think about what you're saying. You're talking about a big, I know what jumbo, I'm a big jumbo city like Chicago. You're talking about he's a black man that have a bunch of people. Listen, people listen, for the past to what 30 years. What has he done? What? He needs to retire. He's almost 80. Why is he still trying to be in the limelight like he's a 40-year-old rapper like Jay-Z? Is it Listen because he likes the spotlight? Hasn't he? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, my brother. Where are you getting it from? He likes the spotlight. What makes you think he likes the spotlight? I don't. Huh? He needs to retire. Why is he still up there? Almost eighty years old. He hasn't done anything for the black community to get them out of their condition, but preach. Okay, but listen to what I'm saying, my brother. 
obviously you're sounding like you don't value the word. The word is very important. If there was a man that could speak words and generate and motivate masses of people to go out and do things, NOI is off. Everybody talk about the nation of Islam. No matter what city, they know if some go down, go get the nation. I was in Cincinnati, and I was a part of over 70 marches inspired. One of my main mentors was Louis Farrakhan. Even as a grown man, I still respect him. Now, listen, I want you to listen for a second. I'm just one person. I was involved in over 70 marches. We're calling cops out. We're marching down to the police station, and we're telling those cops how we feel about them shooting unarmed black men. And when I talk to other black men that's been involved in similar marches, and I mention the name Farrakhan, they say the same thing I just said. This man is one of the prime motivational uh, uh, leaders that we have among our people. You're talking about a jumbo city with all these black folks like yourself living in it, and y'all want him to go like he's some messiah and go around. Because the man, hey, you just said he's, he's 80 years old. He's supposed to be y'all leader. This man is probably near death. 80 years old. We don't, black men don't live that old. And he ain't trying to seek out no spotlight. Folks seek out him. Farrakhan don't say, I want to start a conference. I want a press conference. You don't never see Farrakhan in no press conference. That's people that want the limelight. You misjudging him. That's not true. He wants the spotlight. Well, well, he ain't well, no spotlight. Well, that's just, that's everything if I just that you want to believe. Uh, but my thing is, if you're supposed to be uh, conscious about your black people, I don't see you having any substance behind your preaching of making a impact difference uh, uh, economically in even the cities that you preach in. Listen, I uh, Eric code seven zero eight nine zero three. Hold on, I'm coming to you. Listen, my brother, I hear you, but I'm afraid you are a lot, a lot of black people. I'm not going to say you sit back because I don't know what you do. You might be out there hard anybody, but I guarantee you most people you hear say that by Farrakhan, they are just talking. I watch them. They don't do nothing. They just talk. And they watch and they city go down and they'll say, well, how come Jesse don't do something? He's right in this city. How come Farrakhan don't do something? And, you know, it ain't about these people. It's for every one of us to go say, hey, 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 young man, will you pick that trash up, man? You keep throwing trash down. You, 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 you're dirtying up our neighborhood. You're depreciating our neighborhood. Hey, young man, hey, hold on. Hey, bro, come and let me talk to you. We don't do that. Most people that say what you're saying, I'm not saying you do it. Most people say what you're saying, I guarantee you, because I don't watch them. I used to be one of them. I used to be one of them, and I had beef with Farrakhan. Good old Christian boy talking about him, but I, I wasn't out there. I don't, have, I, I don't yeah. have any beef. What I'm saying is, is that he 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 just sounds like like the rest of the preachers, uh, like these mega church preachers that uh, have these churches and basically just to feel good about themselves and 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 to stay living good because Farrakhan lives in a nice home. Uh, 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 but What's wrong with that? People that come listen to him preach, some of them may be hurting economically. My thing is, if he's been preaching all these years, you don't have a predecessor by now where you can get down and let your predecessor take over your old retire. My brother, my it brother, my like brother, me, my brother, my brother. You you been to where? I got to move on because you're getting to where you just flat out saying stuff that's not true. And on this show, we try to deal with truth, and we try to dig through the 
through the hay of truth to find what's going on right now. And you just off. You say Farrakhan seek the limelight. He don't. This is an old clip I played. This clip might be five, six years old. This is an old clip. Farrakhan ain't been saying much. Or do you go to NOI.org and see see what's going on from time? That man ain't saying nothing. Farrakhan could be sick for all of them. Could be on his deathbed for them. This is a young fair, younger Farrakhan speaking. And it's not fair for that, you to put all it on one man and say he needs to. Hold on, hold on. Again, that is some of the talk we hear from. Maybe I'm not. Again, I'm not saying it's about you. Don't get me wrong. But normally, when you hear black folks saying, "Why come somebody don't come and do something?" You ever heard that? Why, they need to. Why come they don't? Them the people that talk like that. Folks that's movers and shakers. You don't hear a, a lot of people in, in different communities, in the in the Indian community or in the uh, other communities around the United States. Those people don't talk like that. They are the they. And they, they, don't, they don't have leaders either. They don't have so-called leaders either. Right. Absolutely. And that's another thing I, I thought. But I don't know if Eric ever said I'm your leader. It's just like people kind of make people but their leader. you just said he's no. your leader. You just said he's your leader. He's a person I look up to. So do, so do I look up to my mom. So do I look up to my stepdad. I look up to a lot of people. But that don't mean they're my leader. But that's what's wrong. These people are admired by people. Then some people say they're a leader. They never say they're a leader. People just admire him. He got a, he speaks up for the people, and everybody like the way he speaks up. And they say, hey, fair come, come here. Hey, fair come, come there. But I don't know if I ever hear fair come say I'm your leader. I don't know about Jesse, but I know for a fact I've listened to Farrakhan. So, brother, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I'm going to tell you, the man is 80 years old. He has excited and, and caused more people around us doing the kinds of things you just said he should do. You really, really need to get out and look at, listen to some of these people. Like I said, just in little Cincinnati alone, I'm not saying I made a big, big to-do, but I know every day I was hitting the radio waves talking about a racism, and I know one radio show in particular, uh, and I'm going to call the name out, WCBG. You know, when, back in the day when I was there, they got tired of me talking about racism. But we end up having the first forum, uh, the first uh, conference on racism ever in the United States, and this is when they brought in people like Jason, Fred Price, and these people hit hard racism. And I don't know if I caused that, but I'm saying I know I had Something to do with it because every day I would light up the airways, and one of the person that I followed or I, I mimicked or I, I got inspired by was Louis Farrakhan. And I know I did some of the things you said. Even to this very day, I don't tolerate people with loud music. I mean, I'm not saying I'm some great person. I got all kind of issues. But I don't tolerate young people disrespecting my neighborhood. I don't tolerate trash. I don't tolerate, and a lot of it, I'm not saying all that. I'm not giving them all that glory, but I'm saying. As far as me getting out and speaking against white supremacy and having even shows like this, it's Louis Farrakhan. You are benefiting right now from that. So I disagree with you. All right? But listen, well, I, 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 I appreciate your calling. I appreciate your calling. I hear you. We all heard you. You said it. You start to repeat yourself. Well, well, well I, get, get on your 708. Get your 708 call on because I know they're going to probably uh, uh, disagree with me. Get your who? Didn't you have a 708 caller on? Well, yeah. It don't matter what they say. I'm dealing with you right now, and I'm saying a lot of things you shared has been dishonest and unfair to a very old man and have paid some serious due to black American. By the way, 
the word is some of the most powerful thing you can do. Sometimes going and cleaning up a neighborhood and giving some black folks some money ain't what they need. Some people need a word. All Christ gave most of the time was but the word. The word ain't he helping, the word no helping black America. The word. All right, let me let me move on, man. Let me move on. I appreciate your comment. Hey, I appreciate your hey. comment, my brother. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your comment. I've got to move on. All right. I didn't mean, and, and I hear what he's saying, and, I, and uh, Eric Code 708, he hung up. He don't want to hear what the other caller got to say. That's what I mean. What is his spirit? How would the brother hang up and not even hear what 708 got to say? See, I hate that critical spirit to this. <laughs> Eric Code 708-903, go ahead, John, there with your question and comment. First, I'd like to give all praise to Owens Wise for a homie. Psych, no, just talking crap. All praise to the most high power, higher, higher. And his great son, Yeshaya, and the uh, Holy Spirit grew up. But uh, that brother from the 773, don't know him, but we in the same area code, basically. I'm a few miles away from uh, Farrakhan, and I used to stay down the street from the, um, this temple. Long story short, I'm going to read the scripture for you, then I'm going to tell you what i got to say. Jeremiah 17 and 4. I mean 17 and 5. Thus saith the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusteth in men and make a flesh his arm whose heart departeth from the Lord. Basically, when you trust in a man, you're going to find out that man is a man. He is flesh. And when you trust in that man and you try to make him your salvation, you'll be you'll never be saved. That's why we're in that condition now. And I'm putting now, hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second, because I think you're kind of hitting to me. Let me just hold on. You know I'm going to let you talk, Brother Gavri, for sure. But let me say this. Just because you are you admire a person's word, I still say Louis Farrakhan, out of all of the people that speak for black folks, there is nobody that speak like he speaks. He have backbone. He talks about the media. I have seen times I mean, I'm not a Muslim. For sure. I'm not. I'm not what you would call a Muslim. But I admire the fool out of this man because I've seen him speak boldly. A lot of our speakers speak. Jesse speaks. Lots of people speak, but they don't have that. They just don't speak their mind. And I speak my mind, and I've gotten in trouble and lost over 21 jobs doing that. So I know what it's like when you speak your mind. You get in trouble. You pay for it. You lose income. You lose jobs. You lose promotions. No telling where I would be had I just been like most black folks and just kind of cow down and just, you know, so I, I, I picked up a lot of that. That don't mean he's my savior. Now, Christ was the, the was they, as they, well, Christ was the man for show because he speak, he speak bold like that. He'd tell the Pharisees, he'd start a fight. Pharisees came down there to get when he was, you know, in the baptism, and he called them out. Hey, generation of vipers. I don't know the Farrakhan do that. He picked Christ started stuff, and then he had the miracles, and the, there was nothing like Christ. I don't ever say that I'm comparing Farrakhan to Christ just because I like the fact he stand up. I'm not too impressive. I'm not impressed enough to be a Muslim. Give me some p- points. Go ahead. Well, I wasn't saying you were saying he was Christ. I was saying, cause basically, right now, in the time, from now until, <clears throat> excuse me, let me rephrase that. The so-called savior, like the Marcus Garveys and the Malcolm X's, the uh, Michael King, I mean, Michael King, a.k.a. Martin Luther King, and those other so-called saviors or uprisers, half of them was implanted, and the other half 
they was cut off in the midst of they they works. Secondly, they all, no matter if they was planted in the right state like Michael King or like Malcolm X, they was either going they was going the wrong way. First of all, you're supposed to lead people to the most high. So when you lead them to the most high, the oracles, which means answers, are the most high. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, so hold on, hold on, hold on a second, Brother Gabriel. I got I'm, You know, I'm going to let you talk. But what do you mean by Martin Luther King said his whole focus was being treated equally? It wasn't no path to go nowhere. He says, I have a dream that one day, you know, he just wanted it to happen. Whether or not it was going to happen, he don't know. He just said, I hope I got this dream. I want to see. Don't listen. Don't you want to see little black boys and little black girls judged by the content of their character versus in the color? Yes or no? Well, when that time going to be, it ain't not. So I'm going to break it down. Oh, hold, on, hold on, my brother. This, hold so on, my brother. Hold on. Say, hold if on. Man have a brother dream. Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, come on now. We've got to cut the BS out. Now, listen, my brother, you've always been a straight shooter. I need you to be a straight I, shooter tonight. Okay, now just just hold on one second because you know I'm going to let you talk. I've got a question for you. Do you want little black girls and little black boys to be judged by the content of the character and not the color of their skin? Yes or no? Well, I would say, yeah. You would, like The average human being would should be judged on the actions instead of prejudged like a book or a newspaper where you look at the the major article was just like this is a good this or that. No, okay. all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, now, do you think that black people should be able to drink at the same water fountain as white? Yes or no? Well, that might be the only water fountain for yeah. I mean, I'm going to put it like this, brother. That, that whole thing yeah, right hold there. On, hold they, on, brother, they brother, 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 brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, now come on now. I'm just asking you some simple questions, and I'm going to let you say what you want to say. And I promise you, I'm not going to interrupt you, as long as you don't go 20 minutes. I'm going to let you have a flow. But I want to ask you about five questions, and then I'll move on. Do, if there is one water fountain there, and it's got good water coming through it, should there be one for blacks and one for whites? Yes or no? Uh, my opinion my, you and my opinion, I say no, but I got I don't deal with opinions like that no more. You think there should be a fountain for black and a fountain for white? I'm saying I'm, no. Like I said, you wanted my opinion, I said no. That's why I gave okay, you my right. opinion. So, so far, so far, you agree with what two things Martin Luther King fought for. Here's another one: Should Here's black girls and black boys be allowed to go to? Schools where they're getting superior education, should they be allowed to get the best education or should they go down where the blacks are where they're getting inferior education? In other words, are they entitled to superior or the, the, the true good education? Yes or no? Well, if you want to say yes or no, I'm going to say yes. But I, I got to, I no, no, no. Okay, I'm not going to say yes or no, but I'm just saying if it was your child, would you want your child to go where they're really learning real truth? Real education, or would you want your kid to go and get second, third-hand books and always be getting education that's old? Which one would you want for your kids? Well, of course I want what's best for mine. No, it ain't no of course. It ain't no of course. I don't know what you say. I don't know what you're going to say. It ain't no of course. So okay. you will want them to Any have Any rational thinking person would want the best for their kids or them in their, in their, in their, uh, their, real, their world. 
Okay, yeah. now should black folks be having to laugh when they got to laugh? Look, go put their head into a can and laugh in the can. And should black people not be allowed to look white people in their face? And should black people have to sit at the back of the bus? Do you agree with that treatment? Oh man, we want to go to the Mount. Is Martin Luther King Day? Because he was, a, I can go on to him for a week and tell you the truth. I ask you a question, man. Please, everybody's listening to you, and they're hearing how you are avoiding these questions. I'm asking you a simple question. Know, okay, yeah. Walk, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You have, black people you have walk down the street. Black people walk down the street. When black people walk down the street and they see they want to laugh, should they have to laugh, stick their head in the can, and laugh? If and also if they walking down the street and a white person is there. Can they not, or is it right for them not to be able to look at their, look at them in the face? It used to be that we can look at whites in the face. And also, I mean, it's, the, it's this whole thing about sitting in the back of the bus and allowing whites to have fun. Do you face that kind of behavior? That's all I'm asking you. And I think it's a yes or no question. Yes, I, yes, I agree with it. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how. Well, the questions you ask is like, well, the person, it, it's all of them are yes questions. If, unless I was a cruel person or unrational person, I would, all the answers are it, yes. So you ask rhetorical questions. So you want okay, a rhetorical no, answer to me? Yes. Listen, ain't no, listen, my brother, there ain't no rhetorical questions. I really wanted to know because you were speaking about Martin Luther King like he's going on the wrong road. So I'm saying to you, this, God, everything, you, why, everything you disagree with, everything you disagree with, that's what this man fought and died for. Did he really fight wrong. for it? Did he really die for it? Because basically, got to do your history on the man. He was a he was actually a communist. He was not even for this country nor the black folks. His, his job was to keep us hold on, hold down. On. How was he not his for black folks? Hold on, hold on. How was he not for black folks? How was he not for black folks? How was he not for black folks? When you were planted to Hold down people, because Malcolm X, I ain't going to say he was right. I'm not for him either, but he was rousing people to, to see the truth. Malcolm, uh, no, 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 no. Let's stay on one thing. Let's stay on one thing. Martin Luther King was trying to have people hand in hand. Like the Bible says, be hand in hand. Brother Gabriel. This is what we're going to do. I told you I'm going to let you talk as much as you like. I'm going to let you talk as much as you like. But I, I, I got to ask you to we're gonna resolve things one at a time. You just said Martin Luther King Jr. was not for black folks. Then you said he was planted. So I want to address how how is he not for black folks? And then we're gonna talk about what is your proof that the man was planted? And if somebody's planted, why are they gonna end up dying for a cause and they weren't really for the cause? People that are planted don't die. They Due to deception, and they pull them out of the operation. They don't die for a cause and be planted. In that case, we need a whole bunch of planted black folks. Okay, I'm going to bring you back on, but listen, let's stay on it. I'm going to let you have a mic, man. I just want to ask these few questions. I only got just two more. Please, let me know. Please, I'm asking you. I don't say please to you often. Brother Gabriel, please let me know. How was Martin Luther King Jr. not for black people? Well, I'll say it like this. I'm going to say it plain and simple. Being a pre- I'm going to say it like this. Being a preacher or a so-called one that has dreams, he didn't follow the word of the most high. 
So when you when you so called pastor and, you, and and your word don't follow the word, first of all, your leadership is not on void. You instantly against the Most High. So you against His people. So if the black people is His people, and He teaching them wrong or false teachers, then He out of order. So and you can you I can go Let to scriptures. I can go if I had a speech, I can go his, his, his word on his speech, his, his phrase, and, and better down on the scripture where he was in error. And, and yes, he, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, brother Gabriel, he plagiarized his speeches. Go brother ahead, Gabriel. If he was a false preacher, that make you false as well, because you just got to name in five things. That you agree with You even say it's of course You even said of course like oh Shoot yeah you are You you preaching half of what the man stood for Most of the stuff he put, stood for Is what those five things I asked you And you stood for them So this is what people get confused And I think we get just we like, And I want to I I ask some other questions And then I want to move on man Because I feel like you know You're bashing somebody that you halfway agree with With most most of what Martin Luther King was for was love and equality. And love is a characteristic preaching the Bible. So let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you about the planet thing, and then I want to ask you about what did he say from the pulpit that didn't line up with the Bible? What did he? Let's go with the Bible first. What, what did he preach that didn't line up with the Bible? Because you might be right. Maybe, maybe the Most High is using you now to, to, to expose this lie. Maybe you're right. What if you're right? So educate us. How did Martin Luther King Jr. What did he preach that was against the Bible? Well, first of all, I need to speak so then I can go with it. I, I can't just go off memory, even though I heard it like all my life. And basically, I ain't had no understanding back then. So right now, I can't. But when I hear it, and when it's broken, I can break it down better. Now, if you, now let's think about this. You know, and you said you heard it all right, my life. That's basically unfair. I mean, I can I can give you like uh, somehow. This guy was talking about Farrakhan, and if I don't know what you're talking about, Farrakhan, I'm instantly either going to attack Farrakhan or say he's supporting Farrakhan. So basically, I'm giving an unfair judgment or unfair evaluation. I don't want to do that. But I'm going to tell you like this. Well, what I'm For saying is, listen, I'm listen, my brother, listen, my brother. Now, now folks, so listen, we got people on the phone lines. We got people in the chat room. More people in the chat room have come probably since earlier. I'm saying people are listening to you, and you come out at this guy like a lion. And when I say, well, what is he preaching that's not in the Bible? You say, well, i got to go back and listen. You, If you've been listening all your life, you should have it. The second thing I want to ask you, what about this whole thing he's been planted? When people are planted, and there is, you are right, there are agents within our neighborhood. There are na- agents planted to block the struggle. Amen. I know what you're talking about. But if he was planted, normally when somebody's planted, they're planted to, de- to deceive, and, and, they're, and they're, they're, they're congratulated for their work. They're not murdered. They're taken out safe. The operation is successful. They don't kill them. They don't die. This man died fighting for black folks, and you saying he wasn't forced and he was planning. You understand how you found the people right about now? Hey, this is all I say. Everything I say, this is what I tell people is I know face to face. If I don't have an opportunity to break it down to the Bible, say prove all things. Right now, if I knew you were going to talk about some people, I'd have had the information ready for you. But this is what you do. I'm going to tell you what to look for, and you look it up for yourself. Look up Malcolm X in the Communist Party. I'm not Malcolm X. Martin Luther King in the Communist Party. To any so-called black leader for the black 
community be in the Communist Party. And he's, he was a prevalent member of the Communist Party. Okay, so you can look that up that for that yourself. Hold on, hold on that, for a second. If, if that is acceptable, then I'll I, I I fight for this man today. I'll I go to go smack. Long story short, I know this man. Was, he was just another man that was desensitized the people. When the people was ready to rouse up and, and, and get to their place, he, he, he desensitized them out. Your enemy is your friend now. That don't make no hold on, sense. Hold on, 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 hold on. I'm reminded that pastors said very often lately that everything was going good to Martin Luther came to town. They would say, "Go back where you come from. You coming to stir and everything up." These are people that walked and lived that. They're still around today. Some of them. The pastor said. They're old now. They're like 80 years old. They said, well, that Martin came to town. We didn't know quite what he was for. And we told him, go on back with that civil rights thing. We're getting good along with the white people. you saying just the opposite. Hey, this is all I got to say. I, 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 you can call me controversial, extreme, radical, but what I come with is the truth. If you find me Northern Void, I can give you my You got my information. I'll be $100 what I told you. In all due respect to you, my brother, in all due respect to you, I think you do like a lot of black people do. We sit around and we tear down each other, man. You don't even, I mean, with what you, the way you come out like a lion, just hold on, let me say one more thing. The way you come out like a lion, you should have lots of facts. The one last thing I want to say is, what if he was a communist? Do you know what communism means? Everybody makes like communism is this bad word. Let me tell you all something about communism. The kingdom of the Most High is probably closer to communism than it is to the democracy. Now listen to this. Communism believes everybody should have the same. We should all have the same. Nobody should have more than the next one. That's the basis of communism. But the only problem with communism is somebody got to control all that wealth. And when the people are corrupt at the top, communism don't work. But if you can get some righteous people to distribute the wealth evenly among all people, somebody say, well, that kills the drive to work. I don't know about that because the Russians and all other communist nations like Cuba, they doctors are, are A1. Everybody knows Cuba doctors is, 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 is sharp as a tack. These communist countries have been thriving in technology, so I don't believe that lie. Communism is more like a godly thing than democracy of vote. Well, what if everybody is just like the gay rights thing? That's why we have so many problems in this country. You get perverted people, and you say, well, let's take a vote. Your vote going to be slanted towards perversion. If everybody in your country is perverted, or if everybody in your country is mostly racist, and you vote on black issues, how do you think it's going to come out? It don't come out right. That democracy don't work among a bunch of racists. In order for democracy to work, you've got to have righteous people that's casting those ballots. If you've got some racist bunch of people trying to hold Barack because he's black, I don't want President Barack back in because he's President Obama back in because he's racist. And they go to vote. Even if you have a perfect democratic society, they won't put the man back in because they're racist. Democracy was a failure then. Sometimes dictatorships, dictatorships work over uh, 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 democratic societies and communist, communism because in a dictator, you got one person making all the decisions, basically. But what if that... That's what Christ, really the kingdom of God, uh, Brother Gabriel, is more like a dictatorship than anything. That's the closest thing. That's what I was going to say. Hold on, one more thing. But people knock knock dictatorship like that's the worst form. But actually, a dictatorship is closer to what we have in the Bible. You got one 
supreme being. He makes all decisions. Everybody else, all billions of them, follow to his wisdom and his guidance. And you have a perfect earth. We wouldn't have had no death. We would have had longevity. We would have had everything would have been well if had not had we followed that dictatorship or let the Most High dictate to us what we is to do, what we're to do. But yet, we think we're so smart. So I disagree with you, my brother. I, I mean, I mean, I hear you, and I'm gonna let you finish sharing as much as you want. But I think you are doing what a lot of black people do. They sit up and they knock people like Farrakhan. This man has given his life for black folks. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to do that. Farrakhan don't have to be running at somebody. No, nothing. And, and what if they grab one of his sons or daughters and, and just kill them or something? You know? For a chance, I finally understand Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson probably saying, I'm not about to go out here running my mouth and get killed for, for, for these black folks that don't appreciate nothing. So he chills out. He ain't, he ain't running as hard as Elijah Muhammad and Garvey and, and a lot of these other people that came before him. And I, I agree with him because black folks will be on the phone, on the air, talking just like you talking. I mean, not you, but the guy before you talking about where, how come Farrakhan ain't help clean up uh, uh, Chicago. Man can't do everything. He's 80 years old. You're talking about an old man, an old man. And the problem needs to have a cane somewhere, and you saying how come he ain't out of here clean? And you and he, and he sounded like a young man, a young healthy man. This is what I have problems with. You don't see white people acting like that. You know, this is what we can say to. go right ahead. Hey, brother, can I say something? Go right ahead. Hello? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Well, since he is a, a leader of the community, in his leadership, he didn't follow. What a leader is supposed to do, because in Proverbs it said, "Wisdom cries in the, the streets, and the chief concourses in the chief places." So, he, if he's just only doing it in the mosque or his place of worship, he's actually, actually only allowing people that choose to come to him instead of bringing the word to everybody like Christ did, and the apostles did, and the prophets did. So, in essence of that, he was he out of order on that. No, he's so not he because he's like, oh, he, he said it, he said it. Christ, Christ said, no, he's not. No, he's not. He, because Christ, he, said Christ, Christ said, he, he brought up, he had a speech that said the black people was the Israelites, but then he said we from Edom. That is incorrect. You can't be an Israelite be from Edom. Edom was the brother of Israel or Jacob. My brother. So that is confusing. Brother Gabriel, so basically, he's he leading people confused in any practice Scientology. Look it up. The man practice or bringing Scientology into his congregation. So it's leading people his my flock. Point, my point like is this. Say, this is my point. This is my point. Don't feed the flock. Now listen, my brother. Listen, Brother Gabriel. I'm not a Muslim. I don't follow Farrakhan too much. I'm not a Muslim. I mean, I, I do want face to bring him up. I face, I face the East as an Israelite when I pray. I do like to pray to the East. I do that sometimes. That's what you're going to do. Hold on, hold on. Let me get the time. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What I'm saying is, I disagree with some things Farrakhan say. I disagree with Elijah Muhammad. I think Elijah Muhammad hated white people. I vehemently disagree with that because I love white people. The teacher was a, a white hold man. On, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on white. a second. Hold on a second. I got enough whatever to know that we need each other as a family. Now, I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about black people first, though, and then I'm talking about everybody. It ain't gonna. What is it gonna help me to talk about Farrakhan or Elijah Muhammad or Matt Turner or anybody that fought and died for us, which half of us ain't gonna do none of the stuff they did? Why would I do that? I want you to hear me out. 
I would never in a billion years, the Farrakhan tomorrow said he don't even believe in God. I'm not going to be on no talk show dogging that Farrakhan. If his name come up, I'm going to say, well, a brother missed it in his latter days. He probably, you know, he, he definitely went down the wrong road. But the man done a lot of things for you. It's like your mom and your dad losing their mind if they, in their latter days and they start throwing up or they start talking out of their head. You put you might put them in a rest home or whatever, but you don't dog out all those years that they helped make you. This man, through the through the inspiration, I believe, of the Most High, because you don't stand up for black folks as unappreciative as they are unless you're motivated by the Most High, especially if you ain't making no money. Farrakhan has started out living in that palace he lived in. I'm saying you got to pay respect for elders, man. That is an elder. Whether or not you like what he's doing right now, that is an elder. Elijah Muhammad, that is an elder. Marcus Garvey, that is an elder. Sojourner Truth, that is an elder. These are people that gave their lives for us to help get us to where we are now. I'm not going to shoot them down. No more than I'm going to shoot you down. I'm going to say I agree with Brother Gabriel. I disagree with him. But he's a good brother. He's trying. I ain't going to aspire to say what you're saying. I'm going to say you wrong, but I'm not going to be blasting you, talking like you have never done nothing well, turning people against you, saying you're a false prophet and all that. I'm not going to do that, even though I don't even believe in the Islamic way. I don't even believe in Muhammad, but I'm not going to be the one to say that. I'm just going to talk about what I do believe in. I'm not even addressing uh, Muhammad, you know? I'm just saying, we got to be wise, man. Black people are too cutthroat. we always chopping each other's head off. And that's what bugs me about black people. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like we just we, we come into a little truth and we start trying to throw everybody up under the bus. They don't see it our way. We need each other. A lot of my Egyptology friends. You know, I don't see what they see. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, none of us was back then when they wrote these things. I got my belief, they got their belief, but I respect a lot of them because they still come around and they still try to support me. We don't have time, man. We cannot afford to be throwing each other under the bus. Just say, Farrakhan is off. I think you said that. Say he's preaching something that's not true. Okay, but when I ask you what it is, you need to be able to tell me. Well, here's what he's preaching. Here's what he's I preaching. did tell you. He, I said he's he teaching the Scientology. And if you got know anything about that, that's against the most high, one hundred percent. The dude, uh, I forget his name. Name some, name some. He teaches this uh, Scientology. This name some. This is what you do. If, if, if you want, I don't. Let me put it this way: man, teach Scientology. If you don't believe it, you search it out and disprove me. I, I, I can't prove everything no, right no, now. No, 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 no. You're not getting off that easy, man. If you're going to keep saying that over and over and over like that, you got let, – let me tell you somebody I disagree. Let me show you how I do it. I disagree with Louis Farrakhan teaching that we should follow Muhammad. I disagree. This is why I have a problem with war, uh, 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 the, the, uh, following Muhammad is because Muhammad wasn't a Muslim. Yeshua or Yeshua or Yeshua wasn't a Christian. Siddhartha wasn't a Hindu. These are religions that come after them. So I don't think we need to go and, and, and follow the religion that Muhammad 
started. I think we need to have the heart that Muhammad had when he tried to when he had issues with the church. I got issues with the church just like Muhammad had. I got issues with the church all the time. I I stand. Hold on, hold on. So I if I could leave Muhammad right now, I would say, you know what, my brother, I have issues with him too. He said, Yeah, they full of greed. I said, Muhammad, you're right. So that's what I want to be like. I, I I don't mind gleaning from him as far as what he saw wrong with the church. But all that stuff that came after him to call himself Muslim and all this all this crazy stuff, that's Islam. I don't want no part of it. I don't want no part of Christianity. I don't want no part of what folks say after Christ came, all that making up and changing Bibles around this sliding in the letter J and taking away the letter Y and books missing in the Nicene Council and the Pope and all that craziness. I don't agree with that. I agree with what Christ taught. I think that we don't really know all the things he taught. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. So do I believe in Christianity in the wholesome way? Nope. Do I believe in Islam in a wholesome way? Nope. Do I believe in Hinduism? Is it temple? I believe some things about Hinduism. I think it's true. So I'm just saying, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever be dogging out Farrakhan on, 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 on Nationwide Radio or any black leader. If I dog out anybody, it's going to be who was dogged out tonight, the New World Order, Satan and his followers trying to spread and start this new kingdom that's robbing, that's killing millions, that's responsible for millions and millions of people. I'm going to talk about them to the day they put me under. I am never, ever, ever going to talk about none of our forefathers, ever. If I do... Finally put a bullet in my head. I have lost my mind. I will never, ever, ever, as long as I'm on this earth and breathing in my right mind, speak on a public forum against any black leader that have gave their life for us. Farrakhan have done too much. This man have have woken up militant black men, black men that saying, hell no, we ain't taking it no more. Folks that have won lawsuits, he got lawyers and doctors, all kind of folk following him. And y'all talking about some most, some he said that you can't even remember. It's not right, Brother Gabriel. It's not right. We deserve better than that. We deserve better than that. My brother, go ahead and let's have the last words, and then I'm going to have words after you. We're going to wrap this up with a nice little song and be on our way. Well. <clears throat> This is what I got to say about uh, Islam, Farrakhan, Elijah Muhammad, all of it. Muhammad, the the founder of the so-called Muslim faith, first of all, was set up by the Catholic faith. He, was, he learned from the Catholics, then they took them to the Israelites. That's when, if you look at it, originally, Muhammad them faced the East, they faced the Jerusalem, they prayed, they, 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 they Sabbath, they was... Just like us, Friday sundown and Saturday sundown. Since he was not actually, I don't even want to get into all that. I can't prove all these things right now. But if you do some research, I, I believe he's not even an Israelite. He's an Edomite. But that's another here and there. there. But he was set up by the Catholics and his practices against the Most High. And I got another scripture for you, 96, Psalms 96, verse 4. For the Lord is great and greater to be praised. He is to be feared above all powers or gods. For all the powers of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. So long story short, all them other so-called powers, they're idols. Allah is an idol. Krishna is an idol. All them other Buddha is an idol. All them are idols. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're a so-called follower of the word, you're supposed to follow that. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. 
Now, you just can't say a whole bunch of stuff and go off the air because I can't address everything you say when you say a bunch like that. I meant you have shorter words before you go. But since you're going to do a little teaching out of this, where do you get this from that Allah is a different God? First of all, Allah is the moon power. He's the, uh, the, the female, basically, at one time it was the female incarnation of the Satan power. So you do okay, it's the sun God. Sun God and Allah is the moon power. If you do some research, okay, hold on a uh, it was 360 pagan powers, and the moon power name was Allah. Allah means the okay, power. Hold on a second. Hold on, Allah second. hold on. Hold on a second, Brother Gabriel. Now, I went to a Muslim, and they made, made the most high take for me if I'm lying. My stepfather was telling me the same thing, that Allah was just something other than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, you know that Muslims believe in Allah, and they believe they believe that Christ even came. They believe in Abraham. Listen, 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 listen. please, please. Let me get this out, man, please. They believe that God of the Old Testament, they believe in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have trouble with the whole Isaac, I mean, the uh, Ishmael, uh, uh, the whole issue centered around yeah, Ishmael. I know. And Ishmael, Ishmael, listen, Ishmael is Hold on, hold on. Ishmael is from the Old Testament. They talk about the God of Ishmael and Isaac and Jacob. That's the same God we talk about. You can't make them be talking about something else. If they're going to open up the book and start talking about their God, and they call him Allah, and they said he talked to Abraham, and Allah told Abraham this, and Allah told Isaac that. You can't say, wait a minute, that's a different God. That's the same I told them what my what a Muslim, what my stepfather said that there was a little old wooden god and all that. The Muslim said to this to me, and I'm gonna say this to you. The Muslim said, I don't know what your stepdad is talking about. Maybe there was some way in the past it may have been like that. But I said the God of the heavens, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We face the east because this is where our forefathers are from. I he says, if there was a wooden god named Allah. I don't worship him. So I'm going to say this to you, for him. If there is a wooden God named Allah, you do not worship him. So y'all need to quit saying that. That is some, that make us look real, real, real ignorant to people on the other side of the world. They're not talking about no other God. They're talking about the same God in the Old Testament. They call him Allah. Maybe you don't call him Allah, but they're saying that he's the one that talked to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same Bible that's talking about God, they just use the word God. Like when you read, I notice when you come on and you greet everybody, you start talking this other language. You don't say God. Well, I'll break it down. What I say is well, okay, I am on, that on. I am when in you see, When you see. So if you go to Exodus 3 and 14, that's when the only time on, throughout on, the whole on, entire scriptures that any. Okay. Listen, everybody in the chat room, I just got to notice that we're going to be cut off in 60 seconds, 90 seconds, now probably 50 seconds. So y'all need to call the phone lines. We're going to probably go maybe a couple minutes. Call the phone lines so you're going to be shortchanged, 760-283-0838, 760 Right in front of you uh, on, the, on, the, on the page there to the left, call that number. You're going to be disconnected. We got 38 seconds, 37 seconds. So if you want to listen to the rest of this show, you got to call the phone number 760-283-0838, please, so you won't get disconnected. I hate for y'all to want to hear the rest of this because we're going to go over over it just a little bit. All right, I'm not quite done. All right, so call the show, 
within like 20 seconds now. After that, you can't call. All right? Anyway, um, I'm a, Brother Garvey, I'm going to let you back on. I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, but I had to just let them know that. Um, but uh, you're back on, Brother Gabriel, but I just had to interrupt you to, to say that. But let me say this, uh, Brother Gabriel. The God of the Old Testament is the same God as the God of Like I said, when you see the word God in the Bible, what do you say? I say power or most high or his name. Like he told Moses, because he was the only one. If you look at, read the whole entire scripture. No, 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 don't, don't give me extra stuff. Time is, time is wasting now. We gotta. I'm just talking about. No, you, 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 you keep saying go I'm, research. I want you to tell us right now. I want to know what you call the most. I'm proving a point here. When you see the word God, you don't say the word God, do you? No, because God, I learned some. If I, I did a lot of research, and God is okay. Okay, so you don't have to get why. You don't have to get why. So my point is. When you see the word God, you don't say it. Well, when the Muslims see the word God, they say Allah. When I see the word God, I don't say God either. I say the Most High. Some people say Yahweh. Some people say Yah. Some people say Jah. All these different things, but I'm just saying that's all it is. We need to quit trying to make like Muslims is starting. These people are so close to Israel, it ain't funny. They have so much of the same beliefs in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it ain't funny. We need to quit trivializing these people. There's a billion of them, and we need to be a little bit more friendly, even though we might disagree with them. Quit trying to make them like to be somebody that's worshiping some weird. They worship the same God as you do. Same no, Elohim. I read scripture. This, I'm going to prove this to you. Leviticus 26 and 1. You should not make no idols nor graven image, neither rear up a standing image. Neither shall ye set it up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am a high your power. Basically, we ain't going you to just describe, You just described half the church. You, you just described half the church. Well, you just like described millions, millions and millions and millions of Catholics what they bow down up more images than they do that strong in, in Mecca, and every Muslim don't even go to Mecca. Hey. Why are you trying to say that? Can I? Can I hey, you you defending the Catholics? They they are the mother of the harlots in the in Revelation. So he ain't. I'm not defending the Catholics. I just got to say that. God didn't give no religion. He gave laws, statutes, commandments, and judgment when you break those. So he didn't know. Oh, you should be a this. You should be a that. Christ didn't I'm give no religion. I'm not defending no Catholics. I just got through saying when you read that scripture about no bowing down to images, you sound like you're talking about Christians. You're probably getting ready to say that they go to Mecca and they bow down to that, uh, uh, ca- uh, the Kaaba. Kaaba stone and mean cube. Kaaba mean cube. They bow down to a cube and, and the stone. Yeah, like they know different. But listen, like, like listen. The- listen. They know different than Christians. You know, I, I, I understand that, man. Brother, I got, the Bible tells you to prophesy and be a watchman. So the blood don't be on my head. I'm telling you the truth, and you're defending it like, it's, like I'm coming to lie. You're trying to change the truth hold on, for the most I saw a lie. So Why basically, if you're uh, outside of the scriptures, you're going to fall on your face. So uh, Brother Gabriel, that's what it is. Brother Gabriel, Brother Gabriel, why do you think I'm defending it? You're talking about Muslims, and you start naming this by, you're getting ready to say how they bow down to this image. I'm letting you know Christians bow down to crosses, like there ain't no tomorrow. You got to be kidding. For every Muslim that go to Mecca, right. hold on, 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 hold on,
bow to crosses, probably daily, especially Catholicism. If you're going to use that scripture for the Muslims, you got to use it for the Christians and the Israelites that you claim to be. You've got to I got some for the, the Christians. I got something for them, too. Deuteronomy 28 and 64. And the most high shall scatter thee among all people, from one end of the earth even to the other. And there thou shalt serve other powers, neither which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood, the cross, and stone, the Kaaba stone. You, you ain't told me nothing, brother. <laughs> the Bible says you got to prove all things, man. That's what my job is to do. I'm a watchman. I don't call myself no preacher, no, no pastor. Be that. I'm a watchman and warn. I want. I'm a watch to warn the people. So if, if I'm out of order, if I'm coming out of the scripture to tell you the truth, then you you fighting the most out. You ain't fighting me. So that's where I'm coming with the truth. If you find me in error of the truth, come with the scripture and show me. Not with your opinion. You come with your opinion, you are gonna fall in your face. I got my brother. I, I'm seeing things every day, so I don't deal with opinions. Brother Gabriel, we heard you. It ain't just me listening to you. It's a lot of people listening to you, and they heard you judge people. They heard you say stuff, and even when I ask you for scripture, you don't have it. So don't dog me out. When I, when I don't have scripture for what I talk about, every time I bring scripture, I don't even like talking about it. I got to find the scripture so I can prove my point. If I make a point, you yeah. gotta bring a scripture with it. I know you have with your opinion. That's not the Listen, most high. We don't got way off the topic. I gotta wrap this show up. Let me just thank everybody for stopping by tonight. Uh, again, all I'm telling the brother and I'm telling everybody listening, please, not telling but asking, please, folks, let's not dog out our, our, our leaders, especially people that die. Anybody that die and no longer have a family and their family grieving because they're gone and they die for your cause, I just don't understand why we go and dig them up and want to say they weren't preaching well. It's like Martin Luther King Jr. was not a perfect man. When the FBI's uh, let Coretta listen to those tapes, they was basically letting her hear him cheat. Otherwise, why would they? Why is Coretta wanting to hear some doggone tapes? Or why would they want to play them for Coretta? Obviously, he was cheat. The man was he wasn't perfect. He smoked. But the man had a vision. He worked hard to see equality. I will never, as long as I got breath in my body, dog out Martin Luther King Jr. The stuff that he didn't say right, if somebody said, well, do you think Martin should have did this? I'm going to say no. I don't think that. I think that kind of hurt us. But I'm going to end it with, but he did a lot of things to help. Farrakhan, to me, is the bomb. I'm sorry. He's been on the earth longer than, 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 than Martin Luther King Jr. And maybe some people say, well, he didn't do as much. Maybe he didn't. So who's comparing? I'm just saying this man is responsible for a whole, whole lot of people getting out there, speaking up, having backbone. Some of us have paid dearly. I know I've paid with jobs. My wife to this day probably got issues with Farrakhan because she know I've, we've been directly affected. I mean, I've stood up in cases. I've had situations where my coworkers was coming to me saying, hey, speak up for us because they was afraid. So say what you want to say about Farrakhan. I ain't with it. You can say what you want to say, Brother Gavier. You got a this is the free world, you mean freedom free of speech. But the man to me, I respect him just like I would my grandmother. Did I agree with everything my grandmother said? Nope. Did I agree with everything my mother said? Nope. Do I agree with any elder that ever had anything to do with me say? Nope. 
But I ain't about to be on no air saying they ain't just ain't that, especially when you got all these folks that's not in your family, dogging the world, killing people, maiming people, pausing the water, pausing our food. This is what my show is set up for, to shed light on them and what they're doing. And I'm not even going to blast them too much because I'm going to talk about Satan. I'm going to talk about the war and the power behind them. I ain't going to dog out no white folks, really. I mean, I'm going to say that, yeah, they're being used more than anybody it seems. I'm definitely going to say that. Why, if you don't like it, they know where to go, period. I'm not kissing up to no white people. But I'm not about to make my show dogging out white because I think white people just like black people. We're all in the same boat. We're being used by these higher, wicked powers. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So why am I going to sit up and be wrestling with Farrakhan or wrestling with Elijah Muhammad or wrestling with anybody else who want to dog out? Why would I do that? Even the Rothschilds, all the people that Farrakhan was naming earlier, even them people, they all getting played by Satan and evil spirits. That's who run the planet. If I'm going to be dogging out anybody, I'm going to be dogging out them. But if somebody asks me, what do you think of Farrakhan? He believes this. Then I'm going to say, well, you know, I don't believe that way. And here's the scripture to back it up. I disagree with Farrakhan on that. I still think the man in Elijah Muhammad, I give even more praise to Elijah Muhammad. People don't understand what Elijah Muhammad actually did. And you see, old man, this man is responsible for Louis Farrakhan. This man is responsible for Malcolm. This man is responsible for all kinds of folk. If we start naming all the influence of Elijah Muhammad upon black people today, it will make your hair stand up on your head. It's almost like he is the voice behind all of us. We always run here ignorant. Not, I mean, I don't even think people understand who these people are. All they know is he was a Muslim. And we just throw him in the trash because they believe in Islam. I'm not going to go there. I'm never going to go there. So it's, it's 209. I want to wrap this show up. Brother Gabriel, please have a short word. Let everybody know. I don't want to just throw you on hold. Just let everybody know. Just say goodbye to us, and then I'm going to go ahead and, and leave out with a song. Say shalom. When I say all that, you say all that. Basically, I was going against the scripture. I was like a barbarian. All I say is, I am that I am. And I say Yeshaya, Yasha means Savior. Yah means my. So Christ name means my Savior. And the most high name is I am that I am. Exodus 3 and 14. Hebrew, Ahaya Shahaya. Y'all have a blessed night. Baraka Shalom. All right, Shalom, my brother. And uh, that's Brother Gabriel. You know, I respect him. You know, he, he stands up for what he believes. He's one of the few people that will even come on. He'll press one in a minute when he don't, when he has something to say. And I do respect him for that because he can just sit there and not have nothing to say. So uh, I see some other people on the phone, and I think I recognize some of these numbers. And, and uh, I just want to appreciate let Brother Gabriel know I do appreciate him. We need everybody. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to shoot nobody in the back. We need everybody. I need Farrakhan like I need Brother Gabriel. We don't have to always agree. We got to have enough sense to not throw each other on the bus because we need each other. I need that brother. He might come to my aid. Sometimes he has come to my aid. So, Brother Gabriel, uh, just so you know, I really appreciate you. Folks, also, I appreciate y'all hanging online 2 o'clock in the morning, at least in my where I'm at. You don't have to do it. You can be doing so many other things. Who are you that you're still listening to this show? Why are you listening to this topic? Who are you that you are, your mind is, is concerned about these type of topics? You absolutely is a part of the solution. I believe that with all my heart. I'm not just saying that trying to 
make you feel good. As a matter of fact, I want to send this song to all of those out there that's faithful. You don't want to miss this song. Don't hang up without listening to this song. This song, especially in the middle, has a unique message just for those faithful followers that's trying to do the work of the, of the Most High. I'm telling y'all, listen to this song. Always in. It will touch you. I promise you. Check this out.
dedicated to all of you who have been working in the vineyard for the Lord for what seems like a lifetime. You have dreamed and you've worked towards things that you wanted to accomplish for yourself. But somehow your biggest goal always seemed to be just out of your reach. But the Lord told me to tell you that he knows who you are. Yes, he's seen your work, and he's also seen your tears. And he wants you to know today that you're not forgotten. He's here to reward you for all your faithfulness. But he said in his word that if you would delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, not only will he give you what you need, but he promised to give you whatever you want. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Hang in there and prepare yourself for your blessing. It's your time now. but I've never been in the Scott seat. HGTV's Drew and Jonathan Scott are put on the DIY spot. And it's spaghetti night. Make it rain! Next, Rachel. Rachel Ray for Day at One on NBC5. The world's most endangered sea turtle. We didn't just break the records. We shattered the records. Making a comeback on the Texas Gulf Coast. This species was almost lost in a blink of an eye. How a group of incredible Texans are reviving an almost lost species. Tonight on NBC5 News at 10. at 2 p.m. only on NBC5, the world's most endangered sea turtle. We didn't just break the records, we shattered the records. Making a comeback on the Texas Gulf Coast. This species was almost lost in a blink of an eye. How a group of incredible Texans are reviving an almost lost species tonight on NBC5 News at 10. 